When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Eat Doritos, just don't eat it in bed. Why? Are you snacking in bed, CC? Snacking in bed? No, I'm not. I'm not a snack in bed guy, but I'm not above it. I guess that does make me a snack in bed guy, though, doesn't it? If I'm not above snacking in bed. Then I have to be a snack in bed then guy. You're, you're pro snacking in bed. I'm pro snack in bed. Yeah. There was a I very can, there was a very it. serious pre show <laughs> breakdown of something that Cece and I had that I'll bring on the air here. Mm. Of where we watch games relative to falling asleep. Because there <laughs> there is a there is a strategy in this, okay. right? When it's a later game and you wake up early, that you have to watch the first half at least in a neutral site, not your bedroom. Right? Yes. I go with the halftime shower. To then keep me up, and then I go to the bedroom for the second half. See, if I go with that game plan, then I'm not going to get to sleep when I want to. So I've got a shower pregame to <laughs> yeah. make sure that I'm ready to go. Take my melatonin and you know, all all and brush my teeth and stuff right after the first quarter ends. And that way I can go from the living room where I'm watching the game in the first half to the bedroom in the second half, and I can drift to sleep you know, somewhere around the early fourth quarter if the game is no longer in doubt. That is my game plan, just so I can make sure I get me a solid five hours of sleep smalls. So you guys have more than one room. Must be nice. See what 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 happened? Must be nice. Why did you gotta take it there? It is unfortunately on ESPN Radio. Exactly. See what I mean? No, I actually do have a follow up. See, you're taking the melatonin after the first quarter, and you're staying up sometimes throughout the entirety of the game. Not the entirety of the game, because like I said, I'm usually uh, fall asleep at the beginning of the fourth quarter kind of guy. But what if it got it interesting and you had to stay up? Well, then I'll stay up because it's interesting. But then you're fighting the melatonin. No, I'm not fighting the melatonin because I love football. So I'm not. I'm stay. I'm gonna stay up, but I just want to make sure as soon as the game. Game is over by virtue of the score or the clock running out. I can drift to sleep immediately. Trust me, I wanted somebody to put me to sleep last night with oh. that game. That game was oh, a yeah. rough game. Nineteen Bad. eight, Kansas City Bad. beat Denver. It is unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Alone, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you. We want to welcome Upside, the Upside app, to the show. Joining us for the seven a.m. Eastern hour today, we love to have you. Upside, the free app that gets you cash back on gas, groceries, and dining. So shout out to Upside, Matt, and the team there. Awesome. Welcome aboard to Unsportsmanlike, where we had the two big games last night, as we said, Kansas City and Denver, 19-8. The Chiefs win in front of Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes was kind of eh last night for him. And the headline today, is it more Russ or is it more Peyton? And you can weigh in on the Dr. Pepper inbox at 888-SAY-ESPN on that. And then the Phillies advancing to the NLCS with their win over the Braves, 3-1 in the series, 3-1 last night, 104-win Brave team. Going out, they are donezo. Pat Costello, our producer, his Phillies are now advancing to the NLCS. CC is shaking his head, not because he dislikes the Phillies, but because he dislikes Pat's happiness. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And Ronald Acuna kind of touched the money after that solo home run early. Then he ends up having an opportunity in the seventh bases juiced, and he comes up a few few feet short at the warning track. Just didn't work out for them. I'm just, just saying, you know, sometimes it's always – well, not even sometimes. It's always good to be modest. 
under promise, over deliver, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's not exactly what the Atlanta Braves did in the DS. But I digress. That's why I had to put a dollar in the jar. Yeah. I thought they were so dominant that they were going to cruise to the World Series. Yeah. But uh, that Phillies team is so fun. I know you, know you dislike you know, Pat's happiness, but gosh, are they fun. You know what? I thought I thought this was going to a game five because I saw Joel Embiid in the crowd. I'm like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, Joel Embiid was in the crowd. He had his Phillies jersey on. I'm like, no, don't do it. Don't put, don't put the bad juju on this team. You know, if you haven't been going to the games – then don't start going to the game when your team has a chance to advance to the next round. Don't do that in an elimination game. But all's well that ends well. Philly is in the uh, CS for the second consecutive year. Can you imagine you spend hundreds of dollars, you buy a ticket to that game, and Joel Embiid is sitting in front of you? You can't see. You won't be able to see the game. I yeah, but that's a hell of a story to yeah. tell. Yeah, I'm just if you're saying, a Philly fan, if you're a Phillies fan, can we ask Pat on this very quickly? Pat, you you spent a lot of money to go to one of the games uh, previously in the Phillies postseason. If you spent, let's say, four or five hundred dollars for tickets, and Embiid was sitting in front of you, would you be happy or sad? I would be okay with it because it, it would be pretty cool. Okay, but you wouldn't see it's any a great, of the It's game. a great story. Yeah, it's a great story. It's a great story. Uh, on Sunday, here on ESPN Radio, we are going to have the Browns and the 49ers. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN Radio stations. And there are all kinds of reports out there now that Deshaun Watson likely will not play on Sunday. And, you know, this feels like, as crazy as this sounds, it feels like Deshaun Watson rightfully deserved our critique for his off-field story. And I actually feel like Deshaun Watson has, as crazy as this sounds, gotten somewhat of a pass for the on-field performance. Mm -hmm. He has not been good in a Cleveland – just focusing on the football part of this critique. He has not been good in a Cleveland Browns uniform. And now he's not playing in a Cleveland Browns uniform. I'm not suggesting he's trying to get hurt or faking an injury, as Jason Kelsey has suggested with some (laughs) players. But you talk about return on investment – The Cleveland Browns have had to deal with the off-field stuff with Deshaun. Now he has not performed well on the field, and now he is not playing football. This has been an awful acquisition to date. It's been terrible. So, I mean, Deshaun Watson, the numbers aren't great, as you mentioned, but the thing that jumps out to me is just the mistakes that cost his team an opportunity to win games. Think about that primetime game that they had in Pittsburgh in Week 2. You can't give away the game like Deshaun did. I mean, the interception that ends up bouncing off of receivers' hands, pick six going the other way, but then the sack fumble at the end of it, those types of plays can't happen if your team is going to have success. you got a really good defense that's supporting you, but their offense just continues to turn the ball over. They've got ten total turnovers on the season. Now, not all of them are on Deshaun against the Ravens. DTR didn't cover himself in glory, but you're talking about Deshaun Watson accounting for – Four-plus territory turnovers? That can't happen. When you turn the ball over four times and you give the opposing offense the ball in plus territory, that's points. You you can't do that. And that's what Deshaun Watson has routinely done early on in this season. So, yeah, he's absolutely got to be better because of the financial commitment that this, this team has made to him. But here's the thing. When you give somebody a $230 million fully guaranteed contract, they're going to wield a lot of power. They got a lot of swing in the organization. And so if things aren't going the way that he wants to go, I, I don't know how you, how, you, how you do anything other than acquiesce to what Deshaun Watson is advocating for. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. They, they don't have a choice. True, but 
he also has to hold up his end of the bargain on the field. And at some point, if he is not, I know that he's got the contract, which means that he's got the power because he's got all that money guaranteed. you got to figure out a way to take the power back because he's not delivering on his end of the deal. Well, and if you look at this, so next year, they're going to have to restructure basically before every single year. Every single year of this deal, they're going to have to restructure because his cap hit goes from $19 million this year to 63.9 next year. And if you think about it, he barely played last year because of the suspension six games. Was not good in those six games. No. He's played three games this year. Let's assume he doesn't play this weekend, which means max amount of games he's going to play this year is 15. Max. What do you think their record is right is going to be at the end of the year? They're 2-2 two and two right now. If you had to guess, where are they around at the end of the season? Oh, it's, it's so hard to tell. throw anything out. Uh, roughly. Uh, if they're, I, I would say they're probably an 8-9, and 9-18. Nine, nine and 18. Let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and let's say 9-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. My guess is Kevin Stefanski does not make it to the next year as a no. head coach. Okay, so now we're in year three for Deshaun Watson. We have to restructure a fully guaranteed deal. He's been eh at best in the first two years, and now he's going to have another head coach. Where are we going with this exactly? And it's not like they're in a division that's not winnable right now. If things click for them, they should win this division. They are loaded with talent around Deshaun Watson. I know Nick Chubb is hurt. I get that, and I'm not dismissing that. But Pittsburgh's in first place at 3-2, and two, and everyone sits here and says, How? Right, And the answer is Mike Tomlin. We know that. But this is a major disappointment. If he doesn't play this weekend, again, I'm not suggesting he's faking an injury. I'm just suggesting the return on investment has been bad in the two years where it was supposed to be cheap. Now is when it all kicks in. We talk about quarterbacks outperforming their contract. A restructure of a $63 million cap hit takes us down to what, CC? You want to say half that somehow? Yeah, and yeah. they have to pay him up front? I don't know that he can outperform a $30 million deal. No, I, I wouldn't have a lot of confidence that that can happen. And now we're past the point when we're going to chalk it up to Rust and being out of football for essentially two exactly. years. Like, this is supposed to be Deshaun Watson being able to get the fortunes of the Cleveland Browns franchise turned around, and that's just not happening. So this is an all-time bad contract in the eyes of the owners because because it, set, it, it tried to take players down the road of setting a dangerous precedent. But now just looking at the on-the-field aspect of it, the Browns aren't getting what they pay for. And, right. and so I, I just I don't know how they get this thing fixed. And it seems to be a rift between Deshaun, the coaching staff, and the front office. And that's the scariest part because this organization is on the hook for several more seasons. Now, I don't think we can live in a world where the owner, Jimmy Haslam, would eat a portion, a significant portion of this money. So Deshaun Watson is going to be there. How do you get this fixed? How do you take back some of the power, as you said, Smalls, if you're the franchise? I don't think you can. And this is why owners don't want to give out these types of contracts because at this point – it's Deshaun Watson's franchise. It's not the owners. It's not the GM, Andrew Barry. It's not even a head coach, Kevin Stefanski. It's kind of amazing if you examine both of these teams. Let's, let's assume for the exercise's purposes that Deshaun Watson is a miss, right? That's going to set the Cleveland Browns organization back quite significantly. Oh, yeah, because they don't even have their first-round draft pick this right. year. It belongs to the Texans, which now belongs to the Cardinals. But then the San Francisco 49ers had an epic swing and miss with Trey Lance. They gave up four picks, three first-rounders. But because they were able to hit on Brock Purdy, they're in a much better situation. It's kind of amazing that if both of them, air quotes, missed on a quarterback situation, like it's how many, how many organizations could miss on a Trey Lance-type situation and still be the best team in football like the 49ers Yeah, are? I mean, that's I, I don't want to say it's lucky, but it feels lucky right. that you swing and miss three overall and then you end up 
with what their last pick in the draft working out. Mm-hmm. But this is a swing that I think everybody thought made sense from an on-field perspective. Deshaun Watson was not a good player. He was a great player at times for the Houston Texans. But he mm-hmm. hadn't played in a long time. Yeah, I don't think we – I mean, we factored that in, but the reality is, like, it, it's not working out right now. If you're, if you're going in today and you're hosting on ESPN 850 in Cleveland and you're Tony Rizzo, Aaron Goldhammer, Chris Oldag, Emmett Golden, Drod Cherry, the crew there, how are you not going in nervous – like, this is the team you live and die by in that, that town. That's an unbelievable sports town. Yeah. This guy doesn't play. Now we're maxing out at 15 games. And as you said, you're hovering around nine and eight. That is in year two when this is supposed to be the value years. I haven't gone through all the contracts, but I'm going to guess some of these guys that are on the team now can't be there next year if Deshaun's number grows up. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's the case. And the, the sad part about it is your defense might be the best in all of football. Which has to go the, down the, then the, next the, year, right? Because you may not be able to pay the, all these the guys. The Cleveland Browns defense might just be the best. They're that good. They're that good. The Cleveland Browns defense is tops in opponent QBR. The Cleveland Browns defense is tops in total defense. The Cleveland Browns defense is tops when it comes to um, defensive efficiency, defensive EPA, yards per play. They're giving up they're three, dominating. 3.8 yards per play. Mm. Third down percentage. They're number one. Opponents are converting third downs 22.6% of the time. They're only giving up nine first downs in the game. Nine on average. That's it. Their defense is dominant. The only reason that they're losing games is because their offense keeps giving the other team the ball in scoring position. That's it. It's the most under-talked about story in the NFL right now. It's it's amazing and it's sad at the same time because they shouldn't be in this position with the commitment that they made to Deshaun Watson, who at the time of the commitment we said was easily a top 10 quarterback. It's the most under-talked about story in the entire NFL because we give all these quarterbacks left hooks, right hooks. I went right, left, whatever. Left hooks, right hooks. (laughs) And Deshaun, who did not slide rightfully so for his off-field, is actually sliding now. For his on-field, as crazy as that sounds. So how panicked should Browns fans be? We will continue that conversation. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. The road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Dan Graziano is here, ESPN NFL reporter. Getting ready for Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN with Greeny, of course. CeCe will be there as well for a yep. little bit. And Dan joins us. All right, let's 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 have you pick up where we left off here. What's up with Deshaun Watson and Ooh, the Browns? It's a weird situation, right? Because they go back two weeks. They thought he was going to play. And then he shows up Sunday and basically tells him he doesn't feel good enough to play. And so they don't play him. And then they have a bye. And I think there was an expectation that coming off the bye, it'd be okay. But now he hasn't practiced this week. My understanding is he does some throwing, you know, inside before practice or during, but just hasn't gotten to the point where he feels like he can do it. And so it looks like he's going to miss another one, uh, and that'll be P.J. Walker this time, and, and we'll see. I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's no sure thing that, you know, that there's only one more game missed here. The shoulder is hurting, and uh, it seems to be something that's keeping him from playing. Dan, this is a really unique situation because yes. we are talking about a player with a fully guaranteed contract. Yes, we I are. Mean, and just looking at how much power he wields in that organization and what they've gotten in return for it, could this go down as the worst trade since the Herschel oh, Walker yeah. deal with the Dallas Cowboys? Well, 100%. I mean, think about it. Like, like, First of all, you can't separate the contract and the trade because they wouldn't have been able to trade for him if they didn't guarantee the contract. Go back to when it happened. He had told the Browns no. Right, he didn't want to go there, and so they came back and threw a hail mary pass. Is what if we guarantee the whole contract? And so he said yes. So, um, so it was all tied together. Of course, he said yes. Right, right, exactly. Like who wouldn't? So he misses the first eleven games on a suspension, which they knew was coming. And then he plays poorly the rest of the year, and then he shows up this year, doesn't play great, and now he won't play at all. Like, hey, NFL player. Good luck trying to get a fully guaranteed contract after this, right? Like that, like if, yeah. of all, they don't want to give it to you anyway. And now they're gonna say, "We'll see what happens." Like now we have we, the, the Browns have to pay this guy; he doesn't even play. So, uh, yeah, it's it's yes. I, I think I think you're on the right track there. I do. I think it's it's right up there. I mean, unless he comes back and wins two Super, you know what I mean. But right now, it's certainly trending that way. And if it continues to trend this way and they don't have the success they hope for, are we looking at a new head coach in Cleveland? I think it's possible. Look, I mean, it's, it's a point in the season where I think we start to talk about what situations we're going to be watching. And I think if Cleveland has a disappointing year, just you know, talking to people around the league who track this kind of stuff and what they expect to happen, I, th- I think it is a spot where uh, you, would, you would flag that for a potential, you know, potential change. It's too early in the season to say for sure, but... That is one of the spots where we'll be paying attention and seeing if something like that comes up. You know, we'll move on That's from the, the Browns, but political but, way I can yeah, say I it, in, it in October. You know what goes <laughs> to my mind based on what CC said is the power that Deshaun Watson has. If Stefanski's not there, he was great under Bill O'Brien. I mean, I'm just just throwing like that's that's oh where my, my goodness. mind. I know, but that's where my mind goes. Talking <laughs> with Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us yeah. here on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Bigger headline from last night: Sean Payton or Russell Wilson. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Russell Wilson, I guess, because I, I think that the Russell Wilson is more likely to to take the fall here than Peyton is. Uh, I, I think that's the if the season well, it's they're one in five. If the season continues to go off the rails uh, or doesn't get back on the rails, uh, I think it's more likely that they're looking for a new quarterback next off season than a new head coach. So I think Wilson had played better in the first few games of the year. But obviously last night was awful, and uh, I think if you're, you know, if you're Sean Payton and you're new there and you're looking for kind of, I don't know, cover for like, you know, hey, I, I kind of want to 
move out the guys I'm not thrilled with and bring in some guys I might like better. Like, you know, the, 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 the one and five start certainly gives you that. And I, I think that's the way it's more likely to go. Dan, yesterday, Chris Carlin and Joe Fortenball had Peter King on their show, Carlin versus Joe, noon to three here on ESPN Radio. And Peter King says he can envision a world where Robert Kraft would move on from Bill Belichick at the end of the season if things continue to trend the way they have for the New England Patriots. Seems like the volume on this conversation is starting to get turned up a little bit in terms of Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick mutually deciding for the head coach to step down and potentially promote an in-house candidate like Gerard Mayo. Can you provide us any more perspective or color on that situation? Yeah, I mean, I think we were talking about this earlier in the week uh, on Get Up. I mean, I I think it's, you know, I mean, Peter King says it. I guess maybe that carries more weight than when I do, but whatever. (laughs) Whatever, I mean, it's fine. Um, You know, uh, look, I think it's – I was there at the game on Sunday – uh, I was talking to people around that organization all week leading up to that game. I think there's a sense that it's possible, right, like that, that we might be nearing the end. And uh, I think if this season doesn't turn around for them, I think it's a very, very real possibility that someone else is coaching the team next year. I don't think Robert Kraft will fire Bill Belichick. I think it's, it's the way I put it. Look, I, I said this a couple times this week. I was in Miami for the last year of Don Shula, I was in New York when, when they moved on from Joe Torrey. I was in New York when they moved on from Tom Coughlin. Like, I've seen this happen before. Mm-hmm. And it's not a, you're fired, it's a, you know, a mutual, it's a, you know, an, uh, we honor everything he's done here, whatever. So I, I think that's probably where it's headed unless they make some miracle turnaround, which I don't see how, I mean, with the personnel they no. have. No. Yeah. Right. So, no. um, yeah, is it Gerard Mayo promoted from within? Do they, you know, do they go outside? You know, we'll see. I think we're a long way from knowing that, and I don't think they'd make a move uh, in season at head coach but yeah I, I do think it's that speculation is legitimate for maybe the first time ever Dan how much longer do you think we'll see Kirk Cousins as a member of the Minnesota Vikings how many games are left in this season what, what is this week six yeah so that that's about it I, I think that well his, his contract voids at the end of the year now look if someone reaches out it's been talked about a lot with the Jets uh, but if someone reaches out and wants to make a trade it's possible, but he has a no-trade clause. He and his family like living in Minnesota. Like, it's not a sure thing that he would agree to a trade, even if the Vikings wanted to do it, which we still don't know if they will. So I think the best bet there on Kirk Cousins is he plays out this year in Minnesota, and they probably go another direction next offseason. Although, I mean, it, it may be that Cousins is their best option when they get to the end of this season. Uh, you, you never know. I don't know how high they'll be picking in the draft. Could be pretty high at well, this point. Let's finish with this with Dan Graziano. Yeah. You just presented a whole different aspect that we haven't discussed. Is there a chance that they still would extend him? Cousins of course. No, I think, look, I mean, he likes it there. They, they like him. If that's their best option, I don't think it's off the table. I don't think it's probably the most likely outcome, mm. right? Especially if they have a high draft pick. I mean, it's a, it's a new GM and a new head coach last year that, that, didn't, that weren't there when they signed him. So it may be that they have their own idea of, of where they want to go at the quarterback position, and it's not him. But, you know, I, I can never say 100% because, you know, if plan A and plan B don't come through and he's plan C, then, may, then maybe. But, I, I, yeah, I, I think the way their season's going, I think the, the more likely scenario is they reset and start a rebuild around somebody younger. Dan Graziano, you'll see him in about a half hour or so on Get Up, 8 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. We thank you for your time coming up. Oh, it's up. my pleasure. Which game has the most upside this weekend? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. All right, here's what we got. We got this weekend a full slate of games, college and pro, of course. Mm-hmm. And right now we are going to get into the top money matchups brought to you by Upside. Upside earns you real cash back on essentials so you can... Win even when your team doesn't. So what we need right now is the non-obvious pick, right? And actually, this becomes pretty easy because this is not a slate of games that has the Cowboys and Niners like we had last weekend, right? Mm -hmm. We're looking for the upside. The game that we are going to sit here and that jar right in front of us, the bad take jar, we could have money going into that bad take jar on Monday if we don't have the right upside with these games brought to you by the Upside app. All right, so which game, CC, are you looking at this weekend and saying people out there need to be aware of the upside of this game? Oh, Seahawks and Bengals in Cincy. This is a sneaky big game in the NFL. The Seahawks are a team that's coming off of their bye. You would think that's a good thing. Not so much for Pete Carroll and company. They've lost three straight games coming off of bye weeks. That's the third longest streak in the NFL behind the Bears, who inexplicably have lost nine straight games off of bye weeks. And the New York Jets, who have lost seven games off of bye weeks. But the Seahawks, according to our FBI, should be favored. But Cincinnati, the line is laying three. So I think this is an interesting matchup because the Seahawks are a team that wants to play physical. They can get after the quarterback. We're going to see if Joe Burrow's calf is nearing 100% like the reports out there say. And conversely... Off of a 15-catch performance, Jamar Chase should be set up for a field day because the Seahawks have played in four games and they've allowed four 100-yard receivers in those games. So it's it's a situation now where you're saying – if that Seahawks defense doesn't get to Joe Burrow, it's going to be a big day for the Bengals offense because of the connection between Burrow and Jamar Chase. So I think this is a sneaky big matchup. Both teams are kind of in must-win situations. You look at the Seahawks' schedule ahead, it's pretty daunting. The Bengals, even though they're going in their bye on the other side, they've got the 49ers and the Bills, not exactly easy opponents. So I think there's very little margin for error for both teams, which puts a lot of urgency in this particular game. CeCe, you just dropped a couple of breadcrumbs I need to follow up on. The off of the bye week thing. When you were a player, you liked it, you didn't like it, did it screw you up, did it help you when you're coming off of the bye week? Oh, I love the bye week. <laughs> love the bye week. It's a chance to get your body right. It's a chance to rest up. 
You get the mental and physical refresher, which matters. And so when you come back to the game planning, the studying, and all of you know all of that stuff involved, you're, you're going to have more attention to detail. So it should be a good thing, especially for a coach that has Pete Carroll's resume. But it hadn't worked out for like that for the Seahawks. So we'll see if things can turn around, things can change week six. Smalls, your upside this weekend. So the game that I've circled, guys, is the New York Giants at the Buffalo Bills. Sunday Night Football, it's in Buffalo. We've been waiting for the real Buffalo Bills to stand up all season. I still don't know who they are. Are they closer to the team that lost to the Aaron Rodgers Jets in the opener? Or are they closer to the team that beat Miami and that offense handily? They're coming off that international game. It feels like the New York Giants are in a pressure cooker. We're talking about them being the worst team in the NFL. I could feel them snapping in this game. And if we come in here Monday, and now we're talking about back-to-back losses for the Buffalo Bills, including one to the New York Giants, that's going to be a major story on Monday morning. Okay, my upside game. Do you know the game in the NFL this weekend that has the least combined losses? Never in a million years would any of us think this. Detroit at Tampa. Four and one Detroit at three and one Tampa. Now, is that a cop out? Is that now technically an upside game because that technically by record is the best matchup? Or is that still an upside game because it's Detroit and Tampa? I mean, you're talking about a matchup of division leaders, and right now when we talk about the teams I trust in the NFC South, I can't believe I'm saying this, it's the Baker Mayfield-led Tampa Bay Bucks. And by the way, sidebar, how how is Baker Mayfield looking at the Cleveland Browns situation with Deshaun oh, Watson? I was they just ju- They jettisoned Baker for this guy, Deshaun Watson, and now they can't get Deshaun on the field. And meanwhile, Baker is putting together a career season. So I think it's a really interesting matchup. But this is a spot where if Detroit wants to prove to me that they are who we think they are, which is the third best team in the NFC, they've got to be able to go down to Tampa and get a win on the road against a division leader. If you think about the late games this weekend, the 405 to 425 Eastern games, when the schedule makers made this schedule, (laughs) Patriots, Raiders, in theory, they were thinking it was a good game. The Eagles and Jets... They thought it was going to be a great game. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. It still actually could be a decent game. It's a that, that's an upside game if it's you think intriguing. that maybe the Eagles are kind of squeaking by some of these wins here. Jets defense, obviously excellent. We know there's going to be a lot of kissing going on. A lot of oh, kissing yeah. going on. A lot of kissing. That's a football term, ladies and gentlemen. We learned today from CeCe. That is a lot football of term. But the Lions-Bucks is the clear standalone game late this weekend. Right? I mean, that's the game that has the two winning teams. There's only three games this weekend that feature in the NFL that feature teams playing against each other with 500 records or better. San Francisco at Cleveland, Indy at Jacksonville, Detroit at Tampa. Do we want to say upside game, Indy at Jacksonville, the Gardner Minshew Bowl? Yeah. No? (laughs) No. No, you're out on that? No, I'm out on that. You're out on that. Listen, if you're Jacksonville, you can't come back from London, that two-week trip that you had— and off of a win against the Buffalo Bills and lose to the Indianapolis Colts. That can't happen. Colts are feisty with Gardner Minshew. They're feisty. Well, we know Evan loves Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I do. He loves, loves Gardner loves Minshew. Yeah. Uh, you bring up the Eagles and the Jets. Does any one player have more upside this week, though, than Zach Wilson? What if he comes out and absolutely balls? He's been trending upward, upside for Zach Wilson. There you go. If he comes out at home and beats the unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles, are we having a different conversation about him? We are having a different conversation, but let's be clear about one thing. There is no path to victory for the New York Jets without Zach Wilson doing exactly what you said, because the Philadelphia Eagles, number one run defense in all of football. So you're not going to use Brees Hall and Michael Carter as sledgehammers against that front seven. You're going to have to throw the ball outside the numbers down the field. 
You're going to have to target Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard early and often. That is the only way you have a chance. And Jets fans and the people in the building can't feel good about that being their sole path to winning a football game. Um, I'm going to need the music cut for this. I have a big statement I'd like Uh-oh. to make here oh, on the show. Whoa. Okay. okay. I'd like to here. take names off of teams in theory for a second because one Chris Canty played for both the Giants and the Cowboys in the NFC East. Mm. I am making this statement. If they took names off of teams, and Chris Canty could actually say this out loud, I believe your favorite team in the NFL is the Philadelphia Eagles. I you love the Philadelphia love Eagles. I love the way they're put together. You can't say that because you're a Giants last Why can't Cowboy. I say it? I just said it. Okay, you did I just, just said it. That. I love the you Philadelphia love Eagles. You love them. I love the way they're built. Yeah. I love the way they're built. They're inside out. It's offensive line, defensive line, and they have a quarterback that has all of the leadership intangibles that you're looking for. He says all the right things. He does all the right things, Ev, and you pointed it out. He never gets too high. He never gets too low, and that type of consistency lends itself to your team continuously improving throughout the season. It's not necessarily the team that's the best in week six that wins the championship. It's the team that continues to get better as the year goes on. And that's what we've seen from every Philadelphia Eagles team that Jalen Hurts is quarterback. Even going back to his first full year as the starter, that team started out three and six, ended up nine and eight and in the playoffs. Now they got roasted in the wild card down in Tampa. But every single season, the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts as their starter continues to get better. That's why I trust the Eagles. They have the requisite talent, and it's fair to assume that they're not as good today as they're going to be in December and January. Which, if you go based on baseball, that's a good thing. Yeah. The teams that were great during the regular season, I know it's not apples to apples, but just to point out, the teams that were great during the regular season – are all gone in yeah. Major League Baseball, right? All the 100-win teams. So the fact, it's an interesting spin, the fact that the Eagles right now are kind of like, they're fine, but they're undefeated with the assumption they're going to be great by the end of the season, I think gives them massive upside, and they were in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, and the best player on the team is not the quarterback. It's a defensive tackle named Jalen Carter. <laughs> and it's a very good-looking quarterback. It's a great quarterback. No, good-looking, I said. Why do, why do you always have to take things there? I don't, I, what do you want me to say to that? You agree? No, my wife agrees. <laughs> She's a big. My wife. Is that Mel, her top? My wife the- Mel is a big Jalen Hurts fan. I get tired of hearing Jalen Hurts around the house. He's got a lot of fans. Yeah, he's got a lot of, lot of got fans. A lot so of the Canty, lot, 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 lot of memes on social media. A lot of memes. <laughs> so the Canty family, big Eagle fans. N- 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 no. <laughs> I don't like the way you put that. Just saying. I don't like the it. Canty I don't like it. Family I don't like it. Loves yeah. the Eagles. How about this? They appreciate the Eagles. Yeah. How can you not with the way yeah. they're playing? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Tune in for college football action tomorrow. Tennessee hosts Texas A&M. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Radio and ESPN app. By the way, how far is Jimbo Fisher away from getting canned? Mm, Big buyout, far, not, but they got a far. lot of money there. Not, not that far. Yeah. Not that far. And you know that organization, that, that, that college, they throw money around like it's nobody's business. Big time. Especially at him. <laughs> it's what they've done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he'll get a nice buyout to leave. All right. Time now. You hear the music. Time now for Pat Costello, our producer, with a round of I'm Over It, Things That Bother Pat. What do you got for us, Pat? Well, it's funny you guys were just talking about college football and money because I want to start with Mark Stoops. Uh, He made some comments after Georgia got, or I mean, uh, after they got absolutely destroyed by Georgia, basically saying that Georgia bought players and that Kentucky needs help and basically said if the fans want them to be good that they should pony up. Uh, This is absolutely ridiculous. Like, how actually dare you, Mark Stoops, to put it on the fans that your team was so bad against Georgia that you got destroyed 51-13? to Uh, I'm completely over a coach throwing his fans under the bus. Conceptually, it's interesting. It's like... Conceptually, it's true. He's well, not wrong. You're saying it's interesting. Okay, go, go it's true. there. Go there first. Then. I mean, go ahead. like it, it is what it is. They've been, they've been playing players in college football since the beginning of college football. Right now that we've got NIL, it's above board. And what Mark Stoops is saying is, hey guys, guess what? We don't have to hide it anymore. It's actually legit now. We can throw as much money as it takes at the problem in order to get the guys that allow us to compete against the best teams in the country. That's what Georgia's doing. That's what we have to do now. Conversely, I get where Pat is coming from because the coach is supposed to be the difference when you don't necessarily have the same talent on your team as the other guys got in their locker room. Can the coach figure out a game plan to keep it close and get on the winning side of it in the end of the game if it's a one-possession situation in the fourth quarter? That That is Mark Stoops' job. So I'm not absolving Mark Stoops. He has to be better at his job. But two things can be true in this instance, and I think he's putting it on wax and saying, hey – we should actually be paying more for NIL to get these guys. Yeah, it's the landscape of college football, right? You can be the best recruiter in the world. If you go in the, the room to talk to a kid and he just spoke to Georgia and they said, we can guarantee you X amount of NIL dollars and you, and you as Kentucky can't compete, you're not going to get that player. Like, I understand what he's saying. He shouldn't – it's never a winning formula to throw the fans under the bus or put any of the onus on the fans for your lack of success if you're an organization or a school. But he's not wrong in saying that there is an avenue for them to be better. But – the, yes, or at, every, the, or at least acquire. No, but both, top both of you are right in what you're saying. But I was just thinking about this, and I always love making food comparisons. I was thinking about this, like, okay, so I'm serving you a bad product, but if you paid more, it would be better. So in other words, you go to a steakhouse, you complain, hey, I don't love the steak. You pay twenty two dollars for it. If I'm a waiter, a waitress, or a general manager of the steakhouse, I say. If you would have paid 28, we would have had a better chef. You're only paying 22. That is what he's saying, CeCe, is he not? No, that's what he's saying, but I don't necessarily know that that's going to be something that flies well with the fan base. They don't want to hear that nonsense after what they saw against Georgia. Yeah, Yeah, but you're also saying you have the option to buy filet or you have the option to buy ground turkey. You know, Fair. That, I completely disagree with that. This is an SEC team we're talking about. This isn't like some mid-major team who can't compete. They're in the SEC. Yeah, and just because but you they get are four competing. and five stars doesn't mean that's what mean I mean. That. They, they like this is a basketball school ranked twenty fourth overall in football. Mark Stoops has done a good job there with them, but he is blaming the fans for their players not pony being good up. Enough. Really? What else, Pat? Uh, have you guys seen this trend of boo baskets that's been flying around recently? The what? Boo baskets. Boo? Basically, basically gift baskets around Halloween. No, that people are giving their significant others. It's a trend on TikTok. Oh, like you're right my now. boo. No, like boo, like scary like, Halloween. Yeah. Well, I mean, Not I think Nelly and Kelly Rowland. No, but you said it's significant other, and that's your boo. Oh. 
Do people still use that? Is boo still a thing? Pat, is that what you're? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I think it's both. I think it's both. I think they're saying happy Halloween. You're my boo. Anyway, yeah. the reason that this makes me angry is because are we turning Halloween into a gift-giving holiday now? I mean, what, like, what are we doing? Candy yeah, it, do, it doesn't like need to thing. be. I, I'm with you on that one, Pat. We don't need to trend it in that direction. Seriously, we got enough of those made-up holidays where we got to give stuff that we don't want to, where we got to spend more money than we should have to. I don't need to make Halloween one of those things. No. You're, you're already getting something. You're getting candy. Yeah. Why do we need more gifts? We don't. Exactly, <laughs> which is why Pat is over it. But I need to point out something. I overheard a conversation the other day. The Canty House is a full candy bar house? Full we are size? a full-size candy bar house, yeah. And I'm also a house where we have buckets of candy, and I will allow the trick-or-treaters to come and grab a handful of candy. So as much as your little hands can hold, or right. big hands, that's what you can get. Now You put the, it outside or they ring the doorbell? No, they ring the doorbell because okay. I come with my mask and all of that stuff. But now here's the kids that I have the utmost respect for. Yeah. The kids, when I tell them they could get a handful, and they say, I want to use your hand. Oh, and, I, and I smile. Put your hand up. Put your hand up so people can I see smile on camera. And I, and I stretch these big mitts out and That's grab a Super as Bowl much winning hand right there. No, those that, kids that, are going but somewhere. But that kid is going somewhere. That kid's going like, somewhere. I need to get the contact information for those kids. They're going they're going to move out. We're investing in their business. No doubt. 100%. No doubt. I hope my kids are watching right now. It's right? a good strategy it's now a great, that I think about it. Bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. 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 I have to float something at you guys. My parents one time had a disagreement on Halloween. My mom said to my dad, go to the store, get the candy for the bowl for the kids, right? Right. Mm-hmm. He comes back with beef jerky. And my mom's like, No way. My mom's like, What are you doing? And he's like, Every other house on the street has candy. I wanted to diversify. She's like, Nobody is going to want to eat beef and jerky. And that's why every other house on the street will be fine after Halloween, and yours will have eggs and yeah, toilet paper. Exactly. No. So what they did was <laughs> exactly. they, put, they put two bowls out one with candy, one with beef jerky, as a science experiment here. And the beef jerky was out like that. The kids loved it. It was the I talk guess of the it neighborhood. Is different. It's like, oh, this house has something different than the typical candy. I guess you mean to tell me if you went to every. So maybe they're eating the beef jerky while they're going trick or treating. A little protein yeah. on the way. They want to be Randy <laughs> Macho Man <laughs> Savage. With the Slim Jim. I'm just curious <laughs> if, if you guys were trick or treating and you arrived at a house and they I had the option that. candy or beef jerky. Oh. It was individually no, wrapped. No, there's, there's a go. third option. That house is getting toilet paper and <laughs> eggs on it. What about the healthy, like when people put out like the healthy candy or healthy options? Like, oh, we're going to give you raisins or we're going to get like Raisins? Get out of here. You're another eggs and toilet paper candy. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, sugar-free candy. Next one, Pat. I also think there's a strong chance that it was just the parents eating the beef jerky. Yeah, maybe. kids didn't touch it at all. But uh, Canty, you kind of mentioned this. Why is every day a holiday now? Like, why are we celebrating something every single, like it's National Yams Day. You know what today is? National transfer money to your Sunday and National M&M's Day. Like, I don't know why doing? every day has to be something. I saw uh, like people were posting National Boyfriend and Girlfriend Day last week. I like it. No, I don't. I don't understand it. It's like like look, why why is this something that we have to blast and we have to celebrate and we have to do something for? Like, don't try to build things into the social calendar just for the sake of right. If you want to do something, you don't need a holiday or a memorial to do. Like, just go do it, okay? And you don't have to tell us about it. No, I think we need to think about this differently. We need to use it to our advantage. Advantage. Should we have a national unsportsmanlike day? Or, a na- oh, I mean, we're the, the leaders of the Brock Purdy fan club, a national Brock Purdy day. Like, how can we use this to our advantage? Because that day's in February, if, Super Bowl Sunday. There you there go. You know. <laughs> because if it's a national Venmo, your son, money day, we can certainly make our own day. Yeah. Okay, uh, when you say National M&M Day, like as in the candy, or nowadays everybody want to talk, they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. It's a bunch of gibberish. Which one? 
the candy. Okay, got it. Just <laughs> making sure. I'm pretty sure everybody knew it was the candy. I just wanted to show that I could do that. I, I you know saw what that. I'm I got yeah. you. I got you. <laughs> I agree with your overall take on holidays. Like, I don't believe in Valentine's Day. What? Meaning, I love How does my- that work for you? No, it, fine. It, it, it works. It's okay? Yes, because okay. the point is, why do I need it to be- That <laughs> small's good. I look like- No, hold on. <laughs> why do I need it to be February 14th to tell my wife I love her? Oh, you, you can tell her every some, day. That's, a, that's some game right there. You can tell her every day and show that's her right. every day. Yeah. That's right. I but agree with you. on that day, you. particularly, why? you want to just do why? a little something. But that's ridiculous. I know CeCe loves his wife. I don't need it to be February 14th. To know that. Yeah, my wife knows I love her too, but if I don't do something on Valentine's <laughs> Day, I'm going to catch all the hell. All of it. All of when it. I, when I was in a sorority, there was a landing, right? And every Valentine's Day, everybody would go down to see who got flowers from their significant other. And if you didn't get them, if you were the boyfriend that didn't send them, it was a bad day for you. And or, how many or, of them or are maybe still you, together? Or None. maybe you were the girl that thought you had a boyfriend and you realized <laughs> that you didn't. Because there's that part, too. Well, you know what February 15th is. <laughs> My dad's birthday? Oh. Well, it is, but... Yeah, I'm not a big believer in that. Mother's Day, Father's Day, same thing. Can I don't, I just, I don't uh, understand it. And real quick, today yeah. is also National Failure Day, which is pretty <laughs> fitting, I guess. National Failure Day? For what specifically, Pat, when you say National Failure Day? I guess for fitting. the Atlanta Braves. For the Atlanta Braves. For Correct. The Denver National Broncos. Day, yeah. Denver the Broncos. Broncos. That They're is done. A fail. The, the Dodgers. They're fail. done. Looking at you, Spencer Strider. Mm. Oh. Oreo. Oreos, I don't feel like it's failure. Ooh, wow. I still like, be right there. Yeah, They're the Oreos are not a failure. They, they didn't lose the way they wanted to lose, but I wouldn't put them in the fi- Yankees. Yankees failure. Thank you for that. Evan. Yeah, no, Yankees and Mets. Because that's what everybody was thinking about the Yankees. And the and Mets. Mets. I have to be fair on that. How much blame should Sean Payton be getting for the Broncos' struggles? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.